Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonnell here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've got something a little different for you today. So I'm in my car and I'm heading to one of my properties. So what I'm going to do, I'm just going to have a general chat about property investing, things like equity release and different options that people have about getting started in property. So this is going to be a little bit different, so a little bit shorter than our normal podcast content. But let me know if you enjoyed it and maybe I'll do a little bit more of this in the future. So I've been investing in property now for about 18 years. I've done loads of different property investment strategies over the last 18 odd years. First 10 years, badly. The last sort of eight years, I've built up a multi-million pound portfolio, mainly specialise in creative strategies. So things like rent to rents, lease options, assisted sales, um, tenant buyers, uh, do a lot of buy, refurbish, rent, refinance, joint venture partnerships, um, and got a, a big portfolio of single lets and HMOs. We're just going to take a look at one of our properties at the moment. So this is a house that we purchased with JV Funding, um, a cash purchase, refurbished it. So it was a rundown property. When I say, well, cosmetically distressed. So it needed a new kitchen, new bathroom, painting, decorating, um, boiler, radiators, etc. So a decent refurb. Uh, tenant has just recently moved into the property and we're going to just take a look at it today to see what the finish is like. So I've not actually seen it myself since it was finished. So I just want to see what it looks like. Okay, so at the moment we're working on a few projects, um, mainly just single let buy refurbish rent refinances or um, refurbishments where we're going to flip them on. So buying a property and selling it on or assisted selling a property. So securing a property on an assisted sale and selling it on. So that's where you don't buy it, but you JV with the owner to add value to the property and sell it on. So, um, yeah, some flip projects, some buy-to-hold projects, uh, but mainly just small sort of two, three-bed semi-detached or terraced houses. Big opportunities in the property market at the moment. So we're now just into into October 2021. So a couple of weeks ago, stamp duty holiday came to an end. So first-time buyers are going to have to pay stamp duty again now if they want to buy properties. That's going to slow the market down quite a bit. Also, um, furlough has come to an end, so a lot of people maybe that were on furlough that are now either worried about losing their jobs or maybe have lost their jobs. So there's going to be a, over the coming months into 2022, there's going to be a, a slowing of the market, a lot more, a lot more property going on to the market as well for sales. So during COVID, many people didn't put their properties on the market for sale because they were worried about having total strangers walking into their house and maybe bring in COVID into the property. So the we've we've seen a kind of a perfect storm where there was a stamp duty holiday, loads of first time buyers looking to get into the market, people with cash looking to get their cash into the market, and at the same time, less stock available to buy. So when there's less stock and more buyers, automatically house prices are gonna go up. Um, now with stamp duty holiday coming to an end, with the, um, th- that means first time buyers are coming out of the marketplace, but also, we're seeing a lot more stock going on to, on for sales. So people are getting used to COVID now and realizing that it's not going away anytime soon. And if they want to sell their house, then they need to put it on the market for sale. So there's increased stock coming available in the marketplace. 
and less buyers, meaning more opportunity for those that are educated, more opportunities for the professionals to um, pick up some bargains than there was maybe a few months ago. Um, when I did my first residentials, I actually used a creative strategy called Rent to Buy. So actually the first three residentials I had were all on a rent to buy contract. So I, I had an option to buy, but I didn't have the obligation to buy. And um, I did that three times. So I actually treated my residential as an investment. So it's all about having multiple exits. And many people look at residential and they say, oh, well, it's my family home. I'm going to make an emotional decision on this one. However, is it your family home for life? When I was looking at property, whether it be my family home or whether it be an investment property, I would still make an investment decision. So I don't think it really matters whether it be your family home first or an investment property first. There's pros and cons. One of the benefits of buying your family home first is you get, as a family home, you, your first house, you'll get the um, first-time buyer allowance, so there'd be no... The, the, the reduced stamp duties and stuff. Um, but as a second time buyer, you're going to pay 3%, 3% stamp duty. So you're going to pay more stamp duty as a second home owner. So yeah, there's benefits in that side to getting your residential home first sometimes, especially if you're going to get a more expensive property than you would probably necessarily get as a buy to let. However, I still think if you're buying a residential house, you should be making a financial decision on it about what's the exit in the future is it going to be your lifetime home or is it just going to be a stopgap for the next you know few years and if it's just a stopgap then make a financial decision around it something that you can make money from um, so like you talk about buy refurbish rent refinance well you could take a family home live in it and do it up while you're living in it add value and when you sell it on you benefit from principal primary residence um, less tax to pay so family home investment property Either the main thing is you're doing something. Many people just sit in rental. They don't buy a family home. They don't do any investment. Whichever one you choose to do, just make sure you do something. Equity release, never done it. Wouldn't recommend it. I know a lot of people who've done equity release and they regret it. I'll give you one example. I spoke to a guy recently and his parents had done equity release and they had released, let me guess, I think it was around 100, 120 odd grand or something. And within 18 months, to pay it back, because you're able to pay the money back, but to pay it back, it's going to cost them about 140 grand. So 20 grand of additional costs just within about 18 months. So getting into equity really sounds great. Many people that have regret it, and to get back out is significantly expensive. There's so much better things you can do than equity release. Uh, you're making someone else wealthy with like equity release and reducing your own financial wealth, reducing the generational wealth. So it's not something I'd recommend. Okay, so equity releases where um, maybe a couple are getting on in life. They, they've got very little savings. They maybe don't have a pension or can't access their pension. Um, and what they do instead is they release equity out of their home. See, as you get older, it's harder to get a residential mortgage. You can get buy-to-let mortgages, but it's harder to get residential mortgages because you, you're basic, a residential mortgage is based on the income from a job. So let's say you're 62 and you're retiring in a few years' time, then getting a mortgage on your residential home is going to be quite difficult. So people sit on these homes with a lot of equity in them. So what they do instead is they do what's called equity release, which means a lender will or a bank will give you money in cash for in exchange for the equity in your home 
But what happens is that increases, the, the, the interest increases significantly on that money quite quickly. And if you've got, for instance, 120K of equity release, suddenly within not so long, that could cost you 140K if you wanted to pay it back. What typically happens then over a period of time is when you either pass away, that company you give the equity release to takes control of your home, sells it on and takes their bit or pays off the remainder. Or um, you go into a care home and again, they sell it off. They take off the bit, they, they take their bit. So you, but they make a lot of money from the increase in the equity because you get equity percentage, but also the, the, um, the costs involved in equity release can leave you in a, a spiraling debt over a period of time where you think it's just the amount you release, but actually it's significantly more when you look at the small print. The best way to spend 10 grand in property, if you're looking to get started, if you've got 10 grand available, then I'd definitely be looking at something like rent to rent. Rent to rent could get you, I, on average, I spend five grand on a rent to rent deal. That's the average. Sometimes we spend nothing, but um, an average, the most we've ever spent is around just under seven. Now, if you got 10K, you could eat on an average, you could do two rent to rent deals. Reality, you could probably do three, four, even five rent to rent deals with 10K. So it's a really good way to get started. You could even leverage your 10K. So if you're doing rent to rent, you can lease the furniture. You can um, get buy now, pay later in Curry's PC world on fridge, freezers, washing machines, etc. So you're, you could make that 10K stretch even further to many deals. It's not going to be enough to buy a house in most parts of the country. So you're looking at stuff like rent to rent. You could invest some of it in marketing to do deal packaging, to source some deals and sell the deals on for a fee to build your pot up again. So, um, marketing to try and get assisted sale opportunities, positioning yourself for joint venture finance. So 10K, really what you want to do is be strategic around how you use it in terms of finding rent to rent or finding deals to package and marketing you to build your, your brand and your, your visibility to be able to then raise the real money to be able to do joint ventures and private investing. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember to subscribe. We're on iTunes and Stitcher out every Tuesday. Also, head over to the Progressive YouTube channel as there's lots of content on there as well where you can see property deals, um, lots of various content around how you can get started in property. So you don't have to just hear it, but you can see it too. So I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing, and I'll see you next week. Music.